Hey everybody, this is Brenda Devine from Purpose 8 Institute, and you're listening to my podcast, Living a Life of Purpose, where we discuss the importance of purpose in our everyday lives. Discovering and living out your purpose keeps you focused on God's purpose. That is sharing the good news of salvation with others. This podcast is for people like me, still searching for the answers to Who am I and why am I here? You and I were designed and created by God for purpose, and we have much to do. You can listen and subscribe to my podcast, Living a Life of Purpose with Brenda Devine on Anchor and all other podcast platforms. Hey, this is Brenda Devine from Purpose 8 Institute. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me once again as we continue this conversation about living a life of purpose. So the last time we spoke, we talked about weaknesses and triggers. Weaknesses being those things that um, we have issues with um, and triggers being those things that occur whether through conversation, um, some experience, even images that remind us of those weaknesses and we choose to respond in certain ways. So today's topic is your response matters. And I want to make a statement that our responses reflect the quality of our faith. So our faith is that we are believers and that we are children of God. So our weaknesses show us the conditions of our heart and our character. So our responses should really reflect what we say we are. If we say we are children of God, if we say we are believers, then our responses in life should reflect that. Now, should. (laughs) Often, um, we get hung up and with those responding to those triggers and those weaknesses, and often we don't respond the way we should. So I want to kind of lead us down a path to get beyond what we think we are and who we really are. So if we say we are children of God and that we are created for purpose, essentially we are servants of God. And I know the word servant in this culture, servant is a word that we we don't necessarily want to embrace. But often if we look at our lives, we've been a servant in some capacity for someone or something servants to our children, in our marriages, at our jobs, we're acting in the capacity of a servant. So servants under the umbrella or under the, the, the principle, the Christian principle of being a child of God, there's things that servants are to do. 
having the mindset of a servant. Now, this has been a struggle for me. <laughs> and I'm going to be I'm going to be truthful. This has been a struggle. But essentially, we are all created for purpose. And we are created to do what God has asked us to do. We are created to give him glory and to align our will to his and align our will to his plans for our life. So that means we have to respond (laughs) in the appropriate ways, in the righteous ways. And I'm going to say, let's, so let's, let's frame it like this. So the mindset of a servant, um, we're told that we should follow. We should follow God. That means God is in front. That means that we are to submit because servants submit. Servants are obedient. Um, And servants do all of this, following, submitting, and being obedient. They do it with humility and they do it with love. Now, that's a whole lot. (laughs) That is a whole lot. That is is not something that you can just take on in one conversation. That is something that you have to have a desire to want to do. If you are a believer, if you say that you are a child of God, that is something that is a process. It is an ongoing process to have a mindset of a servant and to respond appropriately. Like, and when I say appropriately, I'm meaning righteously, aligned with God's will. And as I said, I've struggled with this. We're all going to struggle with this. But the point is to be willing to do it. Willing. So that has been one of the key things for me is to be First, to change my mind, to change my thinking of how I look at something, and also to be willing. So, when I look at being a servant, there is a level of freedom in being a servant because we are putting God first. We are following him, which means that he is first. We are submitting our will to him. So he is first. We are obedient to him, which means he is first. So there's some some liberty to that by being a servant. But let's look at, let's think about what, we've learned um, since we started this conversation. Let's let's look back over our lives uh, and look at our weaknesses and look at our lives from and even look at our lives from last week. So what is your weakness? Do you know, have you spent that time to identify what your weakness, weaknesses are? We all have them. So 
Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like you're not the one. You have weaknesses too. Okay, you may not show them to people. You may try to hide them. You may even hide them from yourself, but eventually they bubble up. And God knows what your weaknesses are. And he he just wants you to acknowledge what your weakness is so that you can realize that he is available, that he has that strength for you to grab hold to, that you are not God and that he is God and that you need to reach for him. He is in front and you are in back. So what is your weakness? So I'm going to tell you what I do and how you how you want to go about it. That's between you and your God, your relationship with God. So I'm going to share with you how I've done it. So um, I'm pretty analytical. Um, So when I sense that there is something um, not right, um, when, and that journaling that I talked about, that was so critical of writing down my thoughts, writing down experiences, and then going back and looking at those patterns. And in those patterns, I saw a pattern of anger. So what is your weakness? When you look back over your life, what is that pattern that you see in your own life? What has consistently been a focal point? What has been consistently bubbling to the top that has been weaved in and out your life, something that has um, bound you, that has limited you, that has made you hurt, made you cry, has, has just taken you to your knees. What is that weakness? that is constantly with you. So, as I told you before, my weakness was or is um, rejection. And I've responded in ways with anger. That's been the, the response. But the re- anger is not the appropriate or righteous response to my weakness. So, what I've done is... Um, When I identify or Holy Spirit reveals to me or I go back and I look through my journal and I see that pattern, I've gone to the Bible and I've studied about it. So the first thing when you want to acknowledge what your weakness is, because that's 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 the you have to be honest with yourself and acknowledge what your weakness is. Okay, you can say you can say it's this or that, but you got to get down to the real granular of what is the issue. Okay, so I traced mine to rejection and then I went backward and I realized that it had some, my perception of emotional neglect. And because of that, my response to control my situation was anger. So actually, I was sort of responding like a little guy trying to control my situation. 
So you have to do that for yourself. You have to do the work and you have to take what you know as your weakness and learn more about it. So what I said, I'm sorry, I keep rambling. (laughs) What I did was I went and um, studied about my weakness and I went I went to the Bible and I studied about it and then I also read articles about it and after I had a better understanding of what I was really dealing with how it was impeding my life how it was putting up walls and hampering the things that I wanted to be the things I wanted to do Um, how I wanted to serve God and be a servant, then I had to, number two, what I did was I had to compare me that I was the, the old me. I had to compare my responses to God's word. So if I am a child of God, If I'm a believer and I read God's word about being humble and loving, the righteous response is not anger. (laughs) It's not. So how do I reconcile that? Then that means that, number three, I have to apply God's word to my life. So I just can't read it in the Bible and go, oh, Well, I need to love people, and I need to be humble. Eh, You do, but you're going to have to live that out. You can't just read it, put it on a piece of paper, post it on your wall, post it on Facebook, put it on a T-shirt. You got to live it. That means you have to be consistent. That means that you have to listen. That means you have to pray about it. That means you're going to have to acknowledge it. That means you have to own it. That means you have to decide and be willing to do something with it. So when you're applying God's word to your life, when you're honest about it, the Holy Spirit will give you revelation about it. He will. He will give you revelation about it. You might come to God saying, oh, this person has offended me, God. I have a reason to be angry. The Holy Spirit will give you revelation about that. Because it's not really about the offense. It's really about the condition of your heart. And it's also about your character. So the Holy Spirit will also give you correction. Okay? The Holy Spirit will tell you what your part in all of that offense was. And look at your response. How was your response? How, when someone offended you, whether real or perceived, how did you respond? The Holy Spirit's going to correct you. And then the Holy Spirit is going to direct you. He is going to direct you and tell you what you need to do. He's going to tell you how your response to that offense was not righteous. It was not aligned with God's will. It was not within the mindset of a servant. 
And that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Because you're coming to God saying this person did this and that. And the Holy Spirit is saying, but what about you? What was your response? And it's hard. It's hard. I struggle with it. It's hard. But it's doable. It's doable when I changed my mind and started to think differently that maybe what I was doing wasn't working and maybe I needed to do something different, which was to apply God's word to myself and not just read it, not just say I got it, not just say I think I understand it, but to live it out. And then I want to say the fourth thing that I do is that I I meditate on what I learned. I meditate on the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me and the correction and the direction. I meditate on that. He has spent the time, the grace to come and talk to you, to converse with you, to communicate with you, to give you a message. So... I need to meditate on that. I need to let that marinate on me. I need to focus on what I was told to do. Because there is a lesson in the revelation, in the correction, and in the direction. And if I don't get that lesson, I'm going to keep repeating it until I learn it. So when you look at the patterns of your weaknesses and you see them consistently throughout your life, that means that you weren't listening to the Holy Spirit when he gave revelation, correction, and direction. And maybe that was because you were distracted or maybe it was because you didn't have a relationship with God at that time. But right now in this space, Right now, in this relationship that that you have, you have that space. You can't say you don't have the space anymore. You have the space. You have space with God. You have a relationship with Him. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So you can't ignore what's being said. Because if you do, you will just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And what we want is we want to grow. We want to grow spiritually. We want to grow emotionally. We want to grow so that we can be evidence of God's glory. Because as his servant, that's really what we're here to do. We are to be the evidence of God's glory. And that is why... Our responses reflect the quality of our faith. So, I think I gave you a lot to think about. (laughs) Particularly with the whole follow, the, 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 the submitting, the obedience, the humility and love, all the mind, the mindset of a servant. And then being available to the conversation, being present to the conversation from the Holy Spirit talking to you, giving you that revelation, 
that correlation, that direction. Now, when I say talking, it does. It may be an audible voice. It may be a prompting. It may be something that is 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 heavy on your spirit. That's communication. Don't just sit up here and well, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see. If when you go and you pray and you ask God to show you, and you have a sincere heart about it, and you come to God in prayer with that open heart and that open mind, you will receive revelation. You will receive correction and direction. And that is communication specifically for you because you have applied God's word to your life. So I'm going to leave you with that because that was a lot. Um, uh, It's a lot, but it starts off with two things. First, changing our thinking, our perspectives, considering that there is something better. There is something better living a life of purpose. And the other thing is to be willing, to have a willing heart to receive what God is offering. So I want to close with, again, the comment that I started off with that our responses reflect the quality of our faith. Hey, this is Brenda Devine from Purpose 8 Institute. Hey, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Living a Life of Purpose on Anchor and all other major podcast platforms. To learn more about Purpose 8 Institute and our ministry of sharing the importance of purpose, please visit our website, www.purpose8institute.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even TikTok. like to learn more about purpose beyond this podcast, Living a Life of Purpose, you can also purchase one of my books that are available on my website, purpose8institute.com and also on Amazon.